Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So what we do first, if it's your first time once again on a Wednesday night, the format is, and we're not going to go long, um, the format is we go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So I give a running commentary on the verses. We break it down. We talk about scripture. It is a true, it's a service, smaller scale than Sunday, but we, we go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So it's a service slash Bible study, okay, if it's your first time. So let's check this out. Um, we're in Galatians 6. We went over this verse last week, but we're going to begin Galatians 6, 7. I felt like it was important to go over this and go over it again. How many of you know repetition is good? You've heard me say this before. Um, social scientists and, and behavioral psychologists and behavioral scientists believe that humans, most humans, have to hear something 16 times before they retain it. Me, it's probably 32. <laughs> My wife goes, uh, didn't, didn't we talk about this? And I'm like, mm, yeah, I think we did. But I, and I remember all these other things, and it <laughs> that's terrible. I'm like, Lord, help me, because I'm listening, but I'm not listening sometimes. Okay, So repetition is good. Someone say it's good. All right. So here we are in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Let's check this out. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. What is justice? Justice is making the wrong right. Okay? It's correcting wrongs. That's what justice is. Okay? Justice is correcting wrongs. All right? So don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. He is the righteous judge. Okay? It's amazing how people, you get upset with judges if they decide against you, but at the same time, we look at judges and go, man, if they didn't decide against that murderer or that person who committed that crime against our family, they're not a righteous judge, right? Well, we know this. Scripture says God is the righteous judge. Abraham called him the judge of all the earth. Okay? Now we see that Jesus himself, he talks about he will be making judgments. Correct? So don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You, you can't get around it. You can't fake it. You, we can fake a lot of things, right? Anybody in college or you went to school or you're still in school, and there's some stuff you can just kind of fake. Did they ever tell you, oh, in math, show your work? And kids would cheat the system and write down a bunch. Of, I remember even there were those who could do it in their head and then just make up stuff. And there were others who were using a calculator and then just writing down a bunch of gibberish, and the teacher would go, you, you didn't show your work. I don't know what that is. You got the right answer, but it doesn't look like you led up to it correctly. They're faking. You can't fake it. You can't get around it. You cannot mock the justice of God. He will always do what's right at the right time. He will right every wrong. And that speaks to your patience, doesn't it? Because many times you go, God, when? God, right now. He's not going to forget. You cannot mock the justice of God. Now, look at this. It says you will always harvest what you plant. You, what you sow is what you reap. Older translation. You will always harvest what you plant. What if you plant curses? Not necessarily language, right? I guess that could be part of it. But what if you plant curses? Then you reap curses, right? What if, what if you sow blessings? You reap blessings. What if you sow kind words? What if you sow 
favor and mercy. Scripture says, Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Y'all remember Sermon on the Mount? October 2017, we were on the Mount where Jesus did it, and we read it. And I don't know about y'all, but I cried through the whole thing. I did it in English and Spanish, and it's called the Beatitudes, right? Blessed, 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 blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. What you sow is what you reap. You will always harvest what you plant, okay? Can't get around God's justice. And it has to be the most genius form of justice ever. It says, if I sow good, I receive good. If I sow evil, I receive evil. You give away money, you receive money. You give away a tank of gas, you'll receive a tank of gas. Really? I'm telling you, one time, years ago, I bought somebody a lawnmower. Years ago. This, man, it must have been in the 90s. And I wasn't at a house mowing lawns. I was living in the church apartments, managing that until I married Jen. And then, then we eventually we had our own house with a lawn. And it was amazing. The guy, that, the guy that sold us a house goes, hey, contract's not done yet. This was in 2011. And he said, tell you what, if you come to my house, I will give you a lawnmower if you mow the grass for me. I know it's not time for you to move in yet, but would you do that? I said, sure. So he gave me a free lawnmower. So then I got a lawnmower. Years later, God knew when to start the interest-bearing account. Isn't that crazy? I gave away a lawnmower to a good source, okay? I sowed it on good ground, a man of God. I gave him a lawnmower, bought him a lawnmower. And, and then I remember that little lawnmower was the seed. We sold it, and we got a lawnmower with a bag next. Got it on the Hobbs garage sale. You guys familiar with that? Love the Hobbs garage sale. I haven't been on there in a long time, but it's fun. Love it. Um, so then we got that. And then someone gave me a lawnmower, and it's, that lawnmower has lasted now 11 and a half years. Then Father's Day, a few years ago, I got another lawnmower. I'm amazed. I am amazed because I sowed it. You say, man, I sow mercy. I sow kindness. You're nice to people in public. You give people favor, they're going to give you favor. I really wanted to get into this tonight because I didn't take the time to do this last week. Here's God's justice. What you sow is what you reap in all things. All right? Let's keep going. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature, now remember this, Scripture calls it youthful lusts, right? Lust is not just desiring another person who's not your husband or wife. A lust is a desire for anything that's not yours, doesn't belong to you, or you're coveting it. Lust, that word lust covers a lot of things. We, I, I've been talking about this, fleeing youthful lust. There's things you've got to just run away from. But people who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature, their lust, their desires, things that are against the Word of God, thing, this says sinful nature, so it's things that are not pleasing to God, they will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Is that crazy? They've, they've sowed to it. So if they're satisfying their sinful nature, they'll harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. What does it say in Romans chapter 6? The wages of sin is death. My grandmother's sin, I called it back pay. Anybody familiar with back pay? I think the, the public employees in New York now, the ones who got fired for not taking the COVID vaccination, they're getting back pay now. That's an interesting story. Back pay means you're going to get paid what you're owed from all that time going all the way back to when the situation started. That's what back pay is. My grandma said that about sin. She said, mijo, don't worry, they will get back pay. (laughs) 
Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But, someone say but. This is good. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. What are some things that please God? You tell me. This is easy. What are some things that please God? When you praise Him? Reading the Word that He gave us. His love letters, really. Man. Loving. Walking in love like Jesus did, like He told us to do. Love your neighbor. Anything else that pleases God? Giving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Giving and then forgiving. Yeah, that pleases God. That pleases the Spirit of God. Anything else? Serving pleases God. Mm -hmm. Say, man, I'm going to help. I'm going to sow this. That's a seed. Sometimes people say, man, I, don't, I just have the money to barely pay my tithes. I don't, I, I don't have anything else to give but me and my time. Then do it. Do it. That is a great place to start. Give your time. Serve. What else? What else pleases God? Faith. Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you got to believe him, right? Take a chance. <laughs> it's time to believe him now. I, I love that, that quote in Scripture where Jesus is, is, is going to heal someone, and the guy says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You know, there's a part of us many times you say, man, I believe, but I'm struggling with this. I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, help the part of me that's struggling with doubt. Faith pleases God. What else pleases God? Any, anybody else? Obedience. Wow, this is a good class. A plus. A plus, man. I'm going to tell Pastor Fabian, y'all are great students. <laughs> yes. Obedience. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, my commands. What else pleases God? Anything else? Did we exhaust all of it yet? Let's read that whole verse again while you're thinking about it. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit, the Spirit of God, right, will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. This is powerful. Someone say, this is powerful. We're going we're gonna to hang out here a minute tonight. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I talked about fainting last week. I'm not going to get into all of that again. Fainting. Because <laughs> the King James Version says we will reap if we faint not. You reap a harvest if you don't faint. Okay? I think everyone in here has gotten tired of doing what is good. It doesn't mean you want to do what's evil, but you're just like, I'm exhausted, man. I'm trying to do everything is right. I'm serving God. Man, this is, this is crazy. I'm so tired. He says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. King James says, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in doing what's right. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Have you ever gotten tired of doing what's right? Once again, I, disclaimer, before you answer that, it doesn't mean you wanted to do evil, but you're like, man, I'm, I'm tired of serving this person. I'm tired. Where's the benefit here? I just spit in your direction. Thank you. Put it right there over your heart. Man, what is the benefit of this? I'm, you know what? You benefit from doing good because you receive. Remember, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Lo loving, forgiving, obeying. 
all these good things, being kind to people that are punks. <laughs> being, you say, man, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. They like slapping. I know everybody's been there. And you've imagined some crazy stuff, some of us worse than others. I remember one time a woman of God told me, she said, man, you know what? She said, when I was a kid, she said, I was in a geometry class, and the lady put so much fear on us and was so hateful, and it was so stressful. She said that I imagined God giving me the opportunity to send her to hell. <laughs> I said, what? And this person loved God. She goes, oh, yes, I've repented. It was a long time ago. But I said, really? Yeah. She said, man, I've just imagined pushing her into hell. Like, God, that must have been a terrible teacher. You, y'all were under duress. <laughs> like, it's like hating your drill sergeant in boot camp because they make your life miserable. My dad talks about that. said, man, them drill sergeants could run backwards with them for miles. And back then it wasn't, oh, you need a safe space, mijo. You can take a time out from boot camp. Back then, oh, my, dad, my dad said that some of those sergeants, that you'd have someone doing something wrong, doing something wrong, doing something wrong. The sergeant would just walk up to him and knock him out. Knock him out of formation. Boom! And then once in a while, dude would try to get tough and, and, and fight the sergeant back, and he'd just break him down. Dad said he got in trouble once. He walked into a building with his hat on. He said a, a drill sergeant saw him and slapped it off his head. Boom! Get out and give me 50. You know, for them... Military, I mean, they do 50 in their sleep, right? But the whole point was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And I said all that to say, even if someone's crazy and tri tripping on you, and that, the military, you kind of expect it, but I can imagine in the military, there are those people, right, Ms. Debbie? You probably thought, these are impossible. You had drill sergeants. You had people. I'm sure it was like, wow, I know they're doing their job, but man, <laughs> do they got to enjoy being so hateful? But in life, just as in the military or whatever, it's all training, I'm telling you. People that are acting crazy with you, upsetting you, treating you like you do not deserve to be treated, don't worry, God's working on you. God's working on you. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't give up. Three words. I don't know who it is tonight facing that, that edge. You say, man, I... I'm about to give up on this. I, I know I should continue, but no, don't give up. It's not time to give up. Mm -mm. At just the right time, you'll reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. All right? Let's keep going. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, this is good, we should do good to everyone. Did you catch that? Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, so do good to everyone. All right? But especially... To those in the family of faith, especially to fellow believers. I mean, you're going to be good to everyone, but man, go the extra mile for fellow believers, people who believe in Jesus like you. When you have the opportunity, do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Let's keep going. This is interesting what Paul says here. <laughs> Most translations have, have capital, bold, large letters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. I really don't know if he's saying what I'm emphasizing, what I'm trying to get across to you, what I'm trying to get your attention about. I, I'm not sure. That's a very unique and unusual statement. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. 
Remember we talked about this as a physical act that came from the law of Moses. It was, it was initiated with Abraham, and then it was part of the law with Moses. They want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of what? That the cross of Christ alone can save. He's talking about those folks going back to the Jewish religion saying, well, yeah, Jesus can save, but our old traditions and the stuff from the Old Testament, that can save too. No, the apostle is saying the only thing that can save is what? The cross of Christ. Is everyone with me? Only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can save. Let's keep going. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. Isn't that interesting? I want you to do this. It'll make me look better or whatever. But mm, I'm not going to keep all of it either. Because it's hard to keep the whole law. We've talked about that, right? Aren't you grateful for Jesus? Can't keep the whole law, the 613 principles. Now, the commandments, that's pretty basic. You love God and love others, you're going to obey the commandments. But there are so many things in the law. You read the Old Testament. We've got to know about it. You've got to read it. You've got to get into it. And th- you're more grateful for Jesus and his mercy and that he came. But even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast what? Boast about it and claim you as their disciples. <laughs> Strange. As for me, I love this. The Apostle Paul says, man, never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. Hmm. Wow. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. You're called to be different now. You're called to be different, not just to profess Jesus in name, say, I believe in Jesus. I mean, you could, you'll meet a lot. Man, you can meet people in the hood and everywhere living like the devil, and they'll say, I believe in God. And that's fine. That's a good place to start. They'll even tell you. People that are acting foolish and crazy, they'll tell you, man, I say my prayers at night. That's fine. But you've been called to be transformed and be different. Remember, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You are the light of the world. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle, he says. They are the new people of God. You're the people of God now. And then he says, from now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. He's talking about the folks going back to the old law, and they don't, you know, they're not professing that only Jesus saves. He's saying, I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. Y'all ever done that? You ever got to the point you go, I'm not talking about it anymore? <laughs> I'm done. I think my wife's told me that once or twice. <laughs> really, I can't remember the last time, but it's like, babe, I'm not talking about it anymore. Are you sure? He's like, nope, I'm sure. I'm done. That's it. He says, from now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. He's saying, man, I've been through it for God. I'm not going to argue about this. I'm not going to discuss it anymore. Wow. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace, remember grace is God's undeserved favor and his special empowerment for you to live and do right. Okay, that's what God's grace is. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So we finish the book of Galatians. Does anyone have any questions? I can't imagine that you do, but here's your chance. Any questions? All right, let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight, if you would, please. This is also a very important moment in our service. If there is anyone in here at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, 
if I died tonight or next week or next month, I don't know where I would spend eternity. Now, don't let this offend you because Jesus, he brought up hell much more than heaven. It's a place of eternal judgment. It wasn't made for you. as It was made for Satan and his fallen angels and the demons. But if you say, man, I, I don't know about my eternity. I don't know where I would spend eternity. I don't know what would happen if I passed away. I'm not sure of where I'd be or what I'd, I don't know what would happen to me. If you want to make peace with God, you want to make sure you're on your way to heaven. You want to get right with God tonight. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. And I will pray with you. We're going to pray together as a family. I will not embarrass you in any way. If there's anyone in this house who says, I don't know what would happen to me if I died. I need to get right with God. I've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of my life. Would you raise your hand tonight? And I'll pray with you. God bless you for your courage. God bless y'all. Let's all pray together as a family. Would everyone in the house say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin. I need you now more than ever. I can't live without you. I'm a sinner without you. Come into my life and in my heart. Please forgive me and cleanse me. Say, Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. And I believe that you died and rose again to save me and to cleanse me of my sin, and to make me right with you. Thank you for saving me. I believe. Thank you, Lord. I trust you, and I believe your word. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray a blessing over everyone in this house. Just reach toward heaven, if you would, right where you are, everybody. One hand, two hands, whatever you want to do. Heavenly Father, I declare a blessing once again, of life and hope and encouragement and expectancy for the future, expectation, the blood of Jesus over everyone in here, Lord God, I thank you that their lives are in your hands. You are the God who, who satisfies with long life. You're the God who is more than enough. And Lord, we thank you that you are protecting us. You're with us and you bless us. As we give, you give to us. That is your justice. As we sow good things, you bless us with good things. And Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for everyone in this house. Thank you that your word has fallen on good ground. We trust you, we believe you, and we honor you tonight. Thank you so much. We worship you, Father.